Chapter 5 Your Dying Experience Kids, God has blessed you with a human life that is made up of living and dying experiences. You are impermanent, flesh-and-blood human beings engaged in a mystical journey. You are eternal, mystical beings engaged in a time-bounded earthly journey. The dying experience consists of 10,000 steps leading to the final judgment and your placement in eternity. Both happen at the moment of death, but the outcomes are based upon your living, what you have done, what you have failed to do, and what you have taken, and what you have given. Since you are impermanent, your challenge is to always remember dying. Your goal is to successfully pass through this life and into the next. Guys, when my friends became 40, they celebrated by traveling to Las Vegas and New Orleans. Their spouses booked cruises and celebrations and baseball fantasy camps. On my 40th birthday, your mom drove me to Gethsemane, Kentucky, just outside of Louisville. My surprise destination was a Trappist monastery. The archway of the iron gate that led into the mystical world of the silent and obedient monks read God alone. Mom is the only person on earth who knew how much more meaningful Gethsemane is compared to all other options. We stood in St. Joseph's Field with an incredible wind blowing unceasingly. The force almost knocked us down. I recall Mom yelling to me through the gust, The wind is the sign of Mary. She was referencing Our Lady's message from Madrigori. I will come in the wind. When the wind blows, know that I am with you. I am with you in the wind. Do not be afraid. Guys, it was an incredibly mystical birthday gift. Our Lady of Gethsemane Monastery was the home and now burial site of Thomas Merton, a Trappist monk who wrote Seven Story Mountain, a spiritual classic that I read or listen to at least once a year. Guys, at my funeral, I want Merton's words read. We all add up to something far beyond ourselves. We cannot yet realize what it is, but we know, in the language of our theology, that we are all members of the mystical Christ, and that we all grow together in Him, for whom all things were created. In one sense, we are always traveling, and traveling as if we do not know where we are going. In another sense, we have already arrived. We cannot arrive, however, at the perfect possession of God in this life, and that is why we are traveling and in darkness. But we already possess God by grace, and therefore, in that sense, we have arrived and are dwelling in the light. But oh, how far I have to go to find you, in whom I have already arrived. For now, O oh my God, it is you alone that I can talk, because nobody else will understand. I cannot bring any other man on this earth into the cloud where I dwell in your light, that is, your darkness, where I am lost and abashed. I cannot explain to any other man the anguish, which is your joy, nor the loss which is the possession of you, nor the distance from all which is the arrival in you, nor the death which is the birth in you, because I do not know anything about it myself. And all I know is that I wish it were over, I wish it were begun. My God, you have contradicted everything. You have left me in no man's land. Guys, in life you and I wander. In death we realize just how we add up to something far beyond ourselves. In life, I dwelled so often in no man's land. In death, I'll finally have arrived. I hope there will be postcards. Kids, Mom and my host at Gethsemane Monastery, the Trappist monks, subject themselves to the rules and observances, fasts and obediences, humiliations and labors that comprise a contemplative lifestyle. They do not eat meat and limit their drinking to only water and sacramental wine. They don't own material goods, and they don't have contact with the world outside the walls of the monastery. They do not speak to anyone outside of approved times. 
Although I did not hear these words during my visit, I am told that the members of this silent community acknowledge one another by simply and humbly saying, Remember dying. The monks say these words as they pass their brothers in the courtyard, work side by side in the bakery, or administer to the sick in the infirmary. Rather than saying good morning, or hello brother, or have a nice day, the monk's greeting is simply, Remember dying. Guys, this sentiment reinforces that human life consists not only of living, but dying as well. The Trappists are keenly aware that their mystical journey can only flourish if living and dying are integrated and equal. Although death concludes both our earthly journey and our earthly mystical journey, mindfulness that we are on a dying journey each day enables the true riches of life. Kids, mindfulness that we are on a dying journey each day inspires us to act with urgency as well as earnestness to know and become intimate with our Creator and Father. The Trappists say remember dying and not remember death because dying is a process. A process is triggered by a specific event. Birth triggers the dying process. Kids, remember that the moment a baby is born, the dying process begins. A process is comprised of a series of activities and decisions that lead to a specific, measurable result. Day-to-day living constitutes the various activities and decisions within the dying process. This is precisely what the Trappists focus on. Day-to-day activities, day-to-day decisions. The Trappists are aware that the specific and measurable result of the dying process is not death, because death will always take care of itself. Has anyone ever failed at death? Kids, death is merely the end of the earthly journey. The actual result of the dying process is the judgment that God renders at the moment of death. Heaven and hell are the two possible outcomes of the dying process. Death is the trigger for a spiritual rebirth and the first step in the next phase of our mystical and eternal journey.